0: Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, I believe, uh, gave me this word this week, and the first thing he did was give me the title. And it was the greatest sacrifice of all. And we remember today, haven't we, the sacrifice of millions and millions of men and women and children who gave their lives for their country. But I want to talk this morning about a God that gave everything Amen. and gave us the ultimate sacrifice. And that was himself. That we could live forever knowing him and have our sins forgiven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the cross of Jesus Christ will never lose its power. The blood that Jesus Christ shed was all powerful at Calvary. And it's as powerful in 2021 as it was on the day that Jesus shed his blood. And I want to tell you today that God's love for mankind has never weakened, has never changed, has never waned has never stopped, has never dried up. God loves you. God loves you. Amen. Amen. With an immeasurable, unfathomable love that we cannot even begin to understand, explain. He is love. And he loves you, every single one of us God loves. And Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice, didn't he, when he was obedient to Father's will and came. I want to tell you, Jesus knew the cost before he even let, left heaven's glory. Yeah. And you know, last week, when Daniel was sharing, and he showed us that picture of, like, the throne room of God. And those 24 elders that just... <laughs> through their crowns before him, before that glassy sea. And they cry, holy, holy, holy. And those living creatures, that stayed with me all week. Church, I want to tell you, we're going to see that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see that right. one wow. day. Yes. But oh, what, what a sight. But Jesus left that. Amen. Jesus left that because of his love for us. And his love for Father, all oh, what a cost. What a cost for Jesus to leave heaven's glory. But there was no other way. There was no other way of salvation. And Jesus paid that ultimate, ultimate sacrifice for the world. You know, it says this in Isaiah 50, verse 6 and 7. It says of Jesus, I offered my back To those who beat me, my cheeks, to those who pulled out my beard, I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. And the Bible says that Jesus set his face like flint towards Jerusalem, fully knowing the cost. And even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed and says, Oh God, my Father, if there be any other way, Amen. but not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know Isaiah 52 tells us that his appearance of Jesus was so disfigured and that he, his form was marred more than any man. Do you know the Bible is true, it is accurate, yes. it is the word of God yes. and we can depend and we yes. can rely on yes. the word of God. Yes. And you know if the Bible says us that Jesus' face was beyond human recognition, I want to tell you it was. Yes. Yes. True. There's been many a man that have had a beating but Jesus took it like no one else yes. and he did it for us. He did it for us that we could have life everlasting. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're so good. You are so, so good. When we didn't love him and we didn't know him and the soldiers mocked him and they spit on his face. I want to tell you, Jesus, he hung on the cross for you. He hung on the cross for me. And he stayed there. And yet he didn't need to because God said he could have called 72, well, it was 12 legions of angels. That would have been 72,000. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? But where would we be today and for the rest of eternity if Jesus hadn't paid that ultimate sacrifice on the cross for us? We can be so forever, eternally thankful. And I want to tell you, church, eternity won't be long enough to thank God for what he's done for us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Eternity will not be long enough for us to praise God and to worship him and to thank him for all that he's done in us, in saving us from eternity of hell. That was the price he paid for us. Amen. Amen. You see, hell was never built for man. It was never made for man. It was made for the devil yeah. and his angels. But church, we have a choice. God yeah. gives mankind a choice. Yeah. Jesus has paid the ultimate price. Yeah. He's already done it, that we can have salvation, that we can have our sins Amen. forgiven, that we can have that hope in heaven. But we have to make a choice. Yes, and we make it this side of the grave. I have to tell you, purgatory does not exist. It is not in the Bible. We make our decisions and our choice this side of eternity and the choice we make this side of eternity depends where we go for eternity. But the good news is that Jesus Christ died for us and rose again for us and sits at the right hand of the Father ever living to intercede for us. Hallelujah. And all we have to do is receive his forgiveness and receive his salvation and receive him into our lives. And the Bible then talks that we are born again. Yes. Hallelujah. We are born again. Jesus that endured the cross, it says, for the joy set before him. What was the joy? The joy was knowing you and I would be saved. Yes. That was the joy. And that's why he enjoyed endured the torture yeah. and the pain and the separation from his father. And that is why on the cross he cried, oh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, the cost, the cost that Jesus paid that we could know him. You know, there's a well-known scripture, and many of you as Christians will know it, but I don't know if everyone is here is born again yet. But in John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world, so loved the world that he gave, that he gave, that he gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, hallelujah, but have everlasting, everlasting, everlasting life. It's a gift. It's not we can't earn it. We can't work for it. We receive it by grace, and it's free. Amen. But it costs Jesus everything. Yes. True. It costs Jesus everything. And Jesus wants you to know him today. Yes. He wants you to have that relationship with him. Amen. And he can be as real to you as I am stood here today. I guarantee it. Yes. He's brought you here today. You're not here by accident. You are here by divine appointments. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, there is nothing like salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen. You might say, but Anne, you don't know me. I've done this and I've done that and I've thought this and I've thought this, that and I've said this and I've said that. I want to tell you when Jesus shed his precious blood on Calvary, it says that his blood cleanses us from all sin, all unrighteousness. In him, we don't have to have any guilt or any fear or let go of our failures that have gone on before, because Jesus wipes the slate clean. Yes. Hallelujah! Yes. Hallelujah! He wipes yes. the slate perfectly clean. Yes. We sung today, haven't we? We can be free, yes. and whom the sun sets free is free yes. indeed. Hallelujah! Yes. And you know what happens so often. And even this happens when we do know Jesus and we become Christians. The devil, he is real. Yeah. He just throws our past at us all the time, all the time in our mind. He'll throw it at us, our past sins, our past mistakes. But I want to tell you, we have to live how the Bible tells us to live. And the Bible says that if we confess our sin, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us of sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I want to tell you, it says in Psalms, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our sins from us. He doesn't remember them. He no, chooses no. not to remember them anymore. No. That's what the word of God says. Christian, we have to live in the freedom that yeah. Jesus yeah. died to yes. give us. Hallelujah. Yes. Because otherwise it will always hold you back yes. from what God has yes. got for you. And God has got so much yeah. for you. Oh, and he yes. wants you to have all that he's got for yes. you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like we said this morning, how hungry are we for more of God? How hungry are we for more? God's got so much more for us individually, as families, as a church. God has got so much for us and so much for us to do. But church, how hungry are we? How much more do we want of God? I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I want all that God has for us. Hallelujah. All what God has got for us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though the enemy can remind us of past sins and failures, I tell you what, you know, we can either fight them or feed them. Those thoughts. When the enemy brings them to your mind, you can fight them or you can feed them. But, you know, when you don't feed something, it dies. (laughs) When you don't feed something, it dies. And that's why is when we get into the word of God, it says that our minds are transformed. Hallelujah. Our minds are transformed when we meditate on the word of God. And we know who we are in him. We sang it today, didn't we? I am who you say I am. I want to tell you, you are who God says you are. Hallelujah. Not what any man says about you. Not what the devil says about you. Not what past people have said about you. You are who God says you are. Hallelujah. And you are a child of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I think the angels are really rejoicing this morning. Amen. You see, when we know who we are in Christ, God can really use us because we will move in the authority that we already have in him. You can't use authority if you don't know you have it. And God has given us authority, hallelujah. hallelujah, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to speak in new tongues. God has given us those things and he wants us to move in them. Hallelujah. They are not for a few, they are for the body of Christ, hallelujah. hallelujah. And that is God wants, God wants to use us in Stratford. Amen. And he's brought us here today, this is significant. Yes. Lucy said this in prayer. Today is significant. He's brought us into the heart of Stratford. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Oh, bless God. We are not here by accident no. today. God has ordained that we are no. here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I think God's been waiting for today. Woo. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Oh, bless God. You know, in Colossians 2, it says this in the Amplified. When Jesus has disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphant procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. Oh, hallelujah. I tell you what, death could not hold Jesus. Amen? Amen. Death could not hold Jesus. And when Jesus died on the cross and he said it is finished and he hung there, salvation was won for mankind. Yes. Amen. So we can be ransomed yes. and redeemed and justified. That is just as if I hadn't sinned. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to tell you, God has good things for you. Amen. Whoever Amen. you are today, Amen. God has good things for you. He has good gifts for you. And he wants to use you. And he has a plan and he has a purpose for you. Regardless of what we've been through in the past. Salvation is through Jesus alone. It is through Jesus alone. I heard people say, oh, that there's many ways to God. No, Jesus said, I'm the way, and I'm the truth, and I'm the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. He is the only way. He is the only way. We have to come through Jesus because it was Jesus that shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus' blood is all-powerful. But, you know, I want us to talk today about the conditions as well as being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You see, it says this in Luke 9.23. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? So what is Jesus actually saying? You see, Jesus picked up his cross for us and he tells us that when we become born again, that we must pick up our cross, deny ourselves and follow him every day. Because it says if we want to save our life, we lose it, but if we lose Our lives for his sake, we find it. Now, Jesus isn't necessarily talking physically there, but in some countries, that is the case. That is the reality of it, is if you become a born-again Christian and follow Jesus, you really are putting your physical life on the line. But Jesus is talking much more than just our physical life. He's talking about ourselves. Dying to self and living for Christ. And there's a cost in that. But I'll tell you what, the reward is worth more than the cost. Hallelujah. You see, God has the best for us and he wants the best for us. But he wants us to follow him and to know him and to do his will and to be obedient. And it's not always going to tie up with what we want. And I'll just share my testimony briefly in the fact that when I was living in the Southwest and God told me to move back to Solihull, i tell you, I was very comfortable where I was. Yes, I loved Jesus. I did. I lived at home. You know, and I've got a boyfriend and all this. I was very comfortable It didn't really cost me anything. And the Holy Spirit started to speak to me and and started saying, and I want you to move back to Sully Hall. I want you to move back to Sully Hall. And it's a long story. And perhaps one of the days that I will share my testimonies in more detail about what God did. But God was speaking to me and speaking to me and speaking to me. But you see, there was no real reason to move back to solely holler, other than that God said. And there seemed every reason to stay where I was. And I remember I used to drive along to work, and, and I, I lived in the countryside, but I worked at Western Supermare. So I had quite a nice journey to work through the countryside and then along the seafront and all that. But every day as I was driving in the car, the conviction of God got stronger and stronger and stronger. And God gave me this scripture. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you find it. And it got to a point where one weekend I'd I'd come up and Pastor David was speaking in, in a church. And, well, the sermon, it could have just been written for me. I'm sure it wasn't just for me, but it was definitely for me. And he spoke on sold out or bought out. And he said, God can put a call on your life, but if you're not obedient to it, he'll take it off you and he'll give it to somebody else. And I sat in that service under such conviction. (laughs) And this is what I heard the Spirit of God say to me. He said, I have called you and I have called you and I have called you. And if you don't go now, I will not call you again. The most scary part of that was that I knew God meant it. And when the appeal was given, it was like a spring was under me, and I was down the front on my knees, and I says, "I'll go, I'll go, I'll go." And I'm so glad I did. Yes. Amen <laughs> Ho- hopefully hopefully will is too. But, you know, I think, where would I be today if I'd have said, nah, nah? That scares me too. Mm -hmm. See, God knows best. And we have to trust him that he knows best. So if God tells us to do something, it's for our good. Hallelujah. You know, God's not a killjoy but he knows what will kill our joy. And I want to tell you today, God has a call on each and every one of you. Regardless of your age, Mm -hmm. your background, your education, God loves you and he has a calling on your life. How hungry are you for his call Mm -hmm. and to know him? You see, the Bible says, what good is it if you gain the whole world, but lose your soul? What good is it? Was, that was the point Jesus was making. And so often, you know, sometimes we're not obedient to God because things in this life we want. Relationships, possessions, things. And God's not against those things, but never put them before him because he wants first place. In our lives. And when we put other things ahead of him, we're the losers. Because we lose out and we miss out on God's best. We miss out on God's best when we're not obedient and we put him first. So when God says, I I want you to die daily to yourself, live for me. And live for me. And if we lose our life in the sense of not wanting our own thing and following after him, we find it. We find our lives. Hallelujah. We find our lives. And I want to say, and particularly to you young people here today. Oh, I tell you what. Seek God. Be desperate. And desperately follow him. And know what he wants you to do in your lives. Because he's got a calling for you. He's got a plan. And it's exciting. But pursue it. Pursue knowing God. And pursue knowing his will. Mm -hmm. Get on your knees. You know, I was brought up in church. Oh, it was so boring. (laughs) I used to sit at the back and just chat with all the boys. I never listened to a word of the sermon. But when the appeal was given, my heart was pounding. And I knew God was speaking to me. And God's speaking to you today. And oh, I want to say to you, pursue knowing God. And pursue knowing his will for your life. Don't get comfortable Don't allow yourself to get comfortable. Don't allow yourself to get complacent. I believe God's really speaking to us as a church about hungering and thirsting after him and after righteousness. And then the Holy Spirit wants to fill us. Hallelujah. He wants to fill us. You know, if we compromise, the cost of compromise is always greater than the cost of obedience. Always. We have one life. Yes. True. We have one life. Yes. Let's make it count for Jesus. Yes. Jesus said, build up treasures in heaven. Yes. Amen. But they'll last for eternity. Mm. It's never too late to start serving God. No. You might say, you know what, Anne, I've wasted time. Well, you know, God can do more through you yeah. in a year than in years and years and years where you're half-hearted and complacent. And God wants you because he loves you and he wants to use you and he wants to fill you full of himself. But you know, before God can use you, you have to know him. You have to know him. You have to invite him into your life to be your Lord and your saviour. And repent of living the way we've lived, wanting to do our own thing, and say, Lord Jesus, I realize for the first time you died for me. You died for me that I could know you. You died for me that I could have everlasting life. I want that everlasting life. I want to know you in my life. Let's pray.